Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat. All these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie. Hey, it's Captain Justin Leet with Chasing the Sun TV. Join me and Meredith for the best fish in action along the coast of Panama City Beach. Tune in to new episodes every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. River Rats, you are listening to the River Certified Podcast with Spencer Bow and Ryan Tassler and an array of guests where we cover the fun, interesting, and sometimes rugged parts of spending life on or near the water. You think this is my first podcast? I do. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even listen to our podcast. What do is you, your problem? Do you listen to any podcasts? I do. Like what? Uh, speed training, track stuff, and then le- leadership stuff. God, you're such a nerd. I know. The leadership stuff I can get on board with, because I kind of listen to some stuff like that, too. But the track stuff? Oh, it's crazy. He's an elite track athlete. What do you even talk about on a track podcast? Like, oh, they should have ran faster, but they didn't, so let's help them run faster. (laughs) I learn a lot. Like what, though? I'm genuinely kind of curious. I made a joke, but I'm genuinely curious. So training athletes today... Is not the way we were trained when we were in school. So Just the it, way we teach All right, kids. time out. Let's take a step back. Is that a track podcast or is this a training podcast? Depends on how you look at it. That's what I'm asking. You're now training I'm, about the, track. The, I, way, <laughs> the way I'm looking at it is now shifting based on how what you said. You can. We talk about speed training. Okay. I'm going to say we. I, I Like you're on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> They've asked me, but I turned them down, but I accepted this one. I appreciate that. <laughs> Makes me feel really good. <laughs> So, because you are a better runner than fisherman, <laughs> I mean, used to his could. history used to could yeah. prove that, but and you suck at fishing. <laughs> <laughs> so track podcast turn training podcast, <laughs> like you, they they talk about training and so, how to be a better coach type stuff. There's several ways to skin a cat. Okay. For example, or catfish. I've proven that exactly. Yeah. Several ways of different different ways <laughs> you have. of. Different ways of fishing. Cats and catfish. <laughs> Live I'm, bait, I'm, fake bait, crankbait. The same thing when it comes to training kids on steady speed. state cardio, hit cardio. <laughs> you know. Am I on the right track? I have never hit cardio, nor do I know cardio. But <laughs> maybe Is that Spanish? <laughs> anyway. But one thing is about teaching kids, training kids, whatever, it needs to be acceptable for the kids and if you can get them lured in 
Huh? Buy-in. <laughs> I see what you oh, did. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see what you that did. That was nice. <laughs> it was even over my head. Right over Bowers. Yeah. yeah. Into becoming faster, stronger, better by doing less, it's working really well. Okay. So get that's the American way. Like exactly. more bang for your buck. Yep. Okay. Which and, which is an, an ordeal is overtraining. People, especially that's younger real. kids. That's real. Younger yeah. kids don't realize that overtraining hurts you more than training smartly. Well, there's, it's hard to find that balance. You have it like, is. And oh. until you overtrain and you push yourself to the limit, then you can't feel what it's like. Oh, this is the way my body's supposed to work. Right. I think that's what a coach is for. I think, well, all of us have coaching backgrounds, and that's interesting because you're saying this, you're saying this, and now I'm thinking about my experience coaching. And oftentimes you had a group of kids, like you could break your team up into groups of kids based on their actions. And you would have a group of kids who would just bust their ass and freaking go balls to the walls and probably overtrain. And then you'd have groups of a group of kids who would undertrain. And then you'd have groups of a group of kids in the middle. And I mean that I mean, I feel like that bell curve plays out in a lot of things, but it's not something that I considered till literally this very moment, which is a little late for the coaching thing. Like I said, there's, and I, I didn't really learn that until I started fighting. Like when I was even through college wrestling, I way overtrained. Sure. I mean, that was my life. That's what I did. Yeah. I was, I, but that's like the college wrestling mindset. Yes. You know, you're, you're need more, do more, yeah. do somebody, more. Somebody do else more. is, is working out right now. So I'm going to do more than that. Right. Right. That was my mentality, and it now I can't walk. You think they can, <laughs> you think they can hear the dogs? I don't know. I'm <laughs> about to let them out again. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? <laughs> Ryan. I wrote that song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm here, sitting here with Chad. Chad, how would you like to describe your fishing background? Um, started out as... Uh, my dad and I going out fishing when I was younger, whether it be uh, ice fishing or um, on the... Oh, Ryan's going to let the dogs out. <laughs> on, the, <laughs> on the bank or in a boat. And then um, I met a girl in college that her parents owned farmland that had three ponds, and I married her. So your fishing background was just like everyone else's up to a point. You started fishing <laughs> with your dad, and then you fished periodically, and then you met a girl who actually enhanced your fishing experience <laughs> instead of took, taking away from it. That's unique. I, was, I knew she was the one I wanted to marry when I asked her what kind of fish they had in their pond, and she said, um, big mouth bass. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, yep, I'm going to marry her. And uh, growing up... Um, through that, with my kids, uh, my boys were able to fish those ponds as they grew up. And um, from when they could throw uh, something in the water to when they got it on the bank and took the fish off by themselves, uh, they were hooked. And That's cool. Know, bringing, when I, I remember fishing with my dad, I could never get enough. I, could, I couldn't go enough ice fishing. I couldn't go enough regular fishing. And my dad worked his ass off when I was younger. Um, we, were, we didn't have a ton of money. Um, you know, I was lucky that he even took time to take me out fishing. Sure. Because I, 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 I remember ice fishing. He made a hut with another guy. 
out of uh, two by fours and plywood. It was heavy as hell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we would take it and it would sit there for the whole year. Right. We wouldn't move it. And I remember sitting there fishing in the corner of it one time. And the whole part of ice fishing was hot chocolate and eating food. It wasn't about the fishing. Yeah. And when you have kids and you go out fishing, you understand that. Yes. And I remember like spilling a cupcake <laughs> down my hole and it was just a bunch of crap down there. My, my dad was pissed and he's like, yep, we're done. You know, I was like, God dang it. Why did I do that? You know, that's hilarious. And then chumming in fish and fat kids. It, <laughs> I would have been right there. Yeah. If I would have known you dropped that cupcake growing up, I would have been right there. Years later, it figured out why I have diabetes, but otherwise, you know, it was, um, well, just for the record, Chad does not have diabetes. <laughs> he is an ex-collegiate track star. <laughs> Would you say track star or track participant? Uh, I don't know. You were an All-American. I, no. No? No. I thought you were. Uh, our relay was top three in the nation. That's an All-American. Well, I... <laughs> But we didn't run that at nationals. Mm. So I competed at nationals four times. Um, my senior year that we were ranked third in the nation, I ended up breaking my elbow before I went to... How do you break your elbow in track? Why are we bringing this? <laughs> <laughs> my All right, we'll take a step back. Yeah. I can relate. I was the all-American underachiever like yourself by the sounds of it. I can count. I, I, I can't count the number of all-Americans I have beat on both of my hands but i was never on the podium yeah so i i totally feel where you're coming from i was ranked nationally like two or three years you know supposed yeah. to be there yeah. beating them guys and when it actually mattered i was the guy who was like nolan void <laughs> out of the picture i was lucky enough to be on a track team with uh three other fast guys and our senior year we were really good and I made it to nationals and long jump as well. And I am five eight and a half, five nine on a good five, day. Eight and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and 150 pounds in white. And when it comes to competing at a collegiate level, there's not a lot of guys that are that's my the, size. That's not that, the recipe that yeah, one yeah. would look up. When somebody yes. looks at you, they're not like if a track that kid coach might dunk a basketball. If a track not. coach looked at you, he's like. Or they had to pick teams. Like yeah. track teams, <laughs> track coaches had to pick teams, and they have like a wall of twenty right. athletes. Right. Uh, what number are you getting picked at? You're picking the nerd. <laughs> you're picking the nerd. You think you're twenty out of twenty? Right. But that's what I thrived on. I mean, that's what gave me, you know, the motivation to to uh, to train hard and to compete. And uh, I, I, I felt every time I had to compete, I had to prove myself. So um, I knew a lot of guys that were better than me that dinked it down their leg too so yeah um i i took full advantage of it in college and i took it seriously and um it paid off so um no regrets you sure. know uh had it's a the second time you said that tonight <laughs> <laughs> well i'll You've show seen you in that my, movie <laughs> i'll show you my other tattoos but <laughs> it's uh it was fun time and um lucky enough i had the opportunity to be able to do that that's precious yeah. yeah, I was lucky that I was recruited um, from high school. Uh, I had five state championships, but no one was really looking at me. And then it, sometimes it's about people you don't know that know you that oh, sure. give you opportunities. Yeah. And sure. that's what happened to me is I had a track coach that 
um, assistant track coach that her dad was pretty high in the um, private college sector and he recommended me to a school and it was an NAI, NAI school. Oh, you're in NAI. Yep. So we're all NAI athletes yeah. right here. And uh, that's kind of weird. Didn't know that. <laughs> Found out that they could give some pretty good scholarships. So yeah, they'll they throw you some money. Yeah. That's why yeah. I went NAI. And that's B3. why I went to Huron University. I never had once heard of the town of Huron, South Before Dakota. Before I met you, I'd never heard of Huron University. Yeah. Great walleye fishing. Oh, great yeah. South Dakota. Pheasant hunting. Yeah. 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 No, if that would have been kind of sucked, <laughs> dude. If that would have been around when I was looking to go to college, I probably would have been looking pretty hard at that. Yeah, there's a lot of things clicking there. Yeah, it was a great time, great people. But you never know people in your life on how it's going to affect you and when it no, will come back. No, it's a great and, reason not to be a douchebag. Yeah, you know, and, and it's kind of a selfish reason to be kind to people. But does the reason really matter if you're kind to people? It doesn't, because the end result is you're kind to people. Yeah. So just don't be a douchebag and good things happen. And it's never selfish to be kind to people. It's it's called being a good See, person. I would argue that a lot of people who are kind to people are kind to people because it makes them feel good, which is a selfish reason. <laughs> Hell shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an asshole to you because it makes me feel good. See? <laughs> I'm kind to people still, I don't know. Still a selfish reason. Not because I was up. raised that You're way. a jerk to me because you enjoy it. <laughs> so you do it because of a selfish reason. That is that is correct. Yeah. Not to open a whole nother door, but... You know, we have plenty of doors. We are, <laughs> you've been an educator and I'm an educator. Correct. Ryan was an educator. Yeah. And working, we've all been teachers. Well, Jesus. Yeah, working with youth, understanding... We just had this conversation the other day in my classes. How many times... On social media, do you watch things that are positive and not negative? It's like the news back... Well, the news now is even more negative than it ever has, but negativity draws attention. It's like people enjoy hearing about famous people doing good things almost as much as they enjoy about enjoy hearing about famous people doing dumbass shit. No. You know, like people... But who like, talks it, about it? It pulls in attention. Yeah, and it's all about attention grab, you know. Like everything's a competition for eyeballs and, and and ears. I mean, this podcast realistically is no different. But what pulls in people is it's the negative stuff, and you know, it's just how bad do you want the attention? It's yeah. how far you're going to go. Well, we talk about how our online world may be different than our real world. And I'm as immature as any other student I have in my classroom. Where I will drink to that. I'll laugh <laughs> at the stupidest stuff, you know, that there is out there. But also, I know professionally and the way I want to be, you know, I think there's an okay way of being different people at different times. Oh, I think so. You have to be able to do what's right for you. I'm not going to talk the same way around you guys as I'm going to talk around my grandma. And that's Correct. real, yeah. real, right. you yeah. know, then you're, you could say you're being two different people, but I'd say if you're going to be, if I'm going to be the same person around my grandma's, I am around you guys. If it's, you know, I'm just being a dick and inconsiderate. Yes. Yeah. Well, talking to kids about like, it's okay to have that understanding that you see that online, but that doesn't have to be your real life. You know, you don't have to be that way in school. You don't have to be that right. way to people just because you see that on TikTok or you know um, Snapchat or whatever 
doesn't mean that has to be you. That's right. your entertainment. Sure. You know, yes. and I think those are real conversations, you know, with what we've had with our kids and to get them to understand what is real world and what is, you know, your entertainment. Yeah. Well, and, and then being, the, to, being able to adapt to any situation is a life trait. I mean, it's not being fake that you treat your grandmother different than you do your buddies. I'm being empathetic and considerate of my grandma. You, yeah, yeah, but you are adjusting to a situation correctly. That is a life skill that I think so. a lot of people do not possess. It's like dressing up for a work interview. Yeah. You know? Except you love your grandma more than a work interview. Well, I'm just thinking of additional <laughs> segments of things yes. that you would alter your behavior based on. But yes, I do. Yeah. And you didn't have to wear that tux grandma. for the custodial interview. But it worked. But it worked. Good job, buddy. Thank Step you. Brothers. <laughs> Thank you. The movie Step Brothers. Thank yeah. you for, for another thing that went over my head. <laughs> shut up, please. Don't talk. No. <laughs> shut up. Just shut up. But anyway, Pam. the whole Pam. the whole social media thing. I got a little insight on this pan pan. Yeah. <laughs> the, the social media thing. Back to that. Like everything's amplified through that because of the algorithms that dictate what you see and you don't see. Yes. So you create within uh, the things you click on, you create an echo chamber of essence in which you hear things that reflect off of the things you are interested in and that can amplify beliefs and make things seem like they're a bigger deal than they are. You see that in fishing. Yeah. Like I hear people and I don't know, people have been bitching about stuff in fishing forever. People bitch. That's, that's their main thing. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> Facebook, I'm a totally turn direction, but I feel like Facebook is kind of an example or social media in general is an example of reading people's minds to a degree because Individuals are more, I'd say, individuals are more apt to say the things on their mind on the internet than they are in person. Absolutely. 100%. So you could be sitting there looking somebody square in the eye, having a conversation, and they have these thoughts running through their head that they would never share in person, but then they are willing to type them out onto a computer screen because there's not that direct feedback yeah. after they, like... You won't get punched in the face. That's it. You <laughs> took the words out of my mouth. I could be a tough guy. Right. Like, I, I'm sure there's something I could tell you that would make you punch me. There was absolutely something. It wouldn't have to be much. Right. Buddy. Right. <laughs> well, online, you're also looking, well, they did spell it correctly. <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm very good grammar. Thank you very much. But um, my my point being is, like, I wouldn't have that concern if I typed those things online. Yes. Yeah. 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 And when you log off, you don't think about it again. But that person that you said that to, it's still in their mind. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. You don't take into consideration of being a, a human being, of being a person. You just, yeah, I feel like there's some disconnect you just, there. Well, the, you just throw a, it out. And, it's a fake world. Absolutely. And for people to understand, it's a fake world. But it's a fake so, world becoming less fake all the time is the scariest part of it all. True. And There's for people to understand that, it doesn't matter how many likes you get or whatever. It's a fake world. Yes. But it's a fake world founded on human beings. So is it really fake or is it actually, and we're getting deep here, is, <laughs> is, is it a fake not, world? Or this is, is not normal. Or is it never certified podcast? Is this a material? dive deeper into how people really are, which makes it more real 
there, than the real world. There really are people that have 90% of their interaction with people online and not in person. But that doesn't answer the question. Because people are actually saying what they actually have thought the entire time, does it make that world even more real than the real world? I think COVID has strung it out even more because of the... You're still not answering the question. I am, if you listen. Uh, you didn't get to the point quick enough. The z- <laughs> I Come get- on, by, by the third word, you <laughs> yeah. need to answer my question. I've heard that several times, but you're the first guy that I've heard that from. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. Keep going. <laughs> I guess, you know, with Zoom and everything being behind, you know, in closed quarters and stuff, it's amplified everything up. And even in the school, it's, I call it, this year is um, COVID on steroids. We got kids that are from the seventh grade that really didn't even get an eighth grade year that are now freshmen. And they have to pass classes to move on. And they're like, what? I'm not mature enough to even be at this level. And now I have to pass classes. And I think, um, you know, and I'm speaking from an education standpoint, uh, there's there's some real issues going on right now in social media, but also, you know, with those kids understanding that you had, I want to say, five, six months of gaming where you really didn't have to do anything. Now you got to right. come back and it's a, it's an issue also in real life. It minimalized yeah. interaction with people in a face-to-face setting. Correct. And all of a sudden you're thrown back into it. Yeah. And that's, that's a very real time from seventh grade to freshman year where you – Kind of learn how shit works. Oh, because big time. you kind of go from being baby, baby to here's the world. Right? Well, and then you got to like try some stuff to figure out what works and what doesn't along the way. And if you, I'm still had, trying. Right. <laughs> no, <laughs> a lot of us are, but I would hope you're trying different stuff now than you were in seventh grade. No, just mainly weed and coke. <laughs> <laughs> Playing with myself a little bit. <laughs> All right, we're we're gonna take a quick shift. This is way, way deeper than any other conversation. That's what he brings to the table. Chad's a man. That's why Chad's here. All right. Um, and right now we go to our sponsor. <laughs> They've all left us. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. I fixed the microphone. I didn't fix the microphone. Somebody else fixed the microphone. And all they did was, so our podcast setup, we have these microphone stands that are attached to the table and they hold the microphones up. They do a good job. They do. They are anti-gravity. Except, they do their job. Except the one where the bolt fell out. So somebody just ran a screw through it. And not well, because I popped it out. Well, right. I mean, they did the job. <laughs> you pushed the screw all the way through the hole and it's Great. all the way through the hole. Yeah. You know, a number nine wire would have done the same job. Well, you use what you have available. <laughs> But that segues into the bigger question. Like, what's the most redneck engineering thing you've ever had to do to a boat or the boat always comes to mind first or something else when you're fishing? Well, my my heating control is now outside my dash, as you saw today. All right. We had to make a beer run before, but... The first thing I thought of was my vehicle, too. Like, my exhaust, the bracket that held my exhaust on my old shitty Cavalier broke. So I got it welded once, it broke again, and I just used bailing wire to hold it up. That's right. Lasted way longer than that <laughs> weld ever did. Anti-gravity. That's yeah. that's the main thing that rednecks do is try to defeat gravity. Yeah. Keep shit off the ground that shouldn't be on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> the right. list would go so long. I, 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 my, well, just say one. All right. Start my GMC, at the, the front bumper fell off, so I pop riveted it on, and, and it's working great. I can't even tell. 
right now. Well, yeah. Your, your current GMC. Yeah. That's even better. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. All right. I have a boating one. If we're going to throw like a fishing one in. <laughs> I broke the pull cord on one of my, I think it was, it was the 35 horse. I had a 35 horse Evinrude, 1978, a decade older than I am. And I broke the pull one cord. One year after I was born. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, old balls. Um, uh, the year I was. <laughs> so anyway, I had this old-ass motor, just <laughs> like these old-ass guys around here. <laughs> and, uh, the you remember cord- you said earlier that you could say something that makes me punch you. <laughs> I didn't think, think it would be this easy. <laughs> so I broke it, and then I uh, found a stringer in my tackle bag. And wrap that around it and got it to start that. Was way. it the stringer? No. Oh no. He's 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 had a long term relationship with a stringer. It died. <laughs> you know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just, it, it was morning. There was a morning. Process. I was sad. I had I found it when I was twelve. Found this stringer when I was twelve in some rocks at a, a reservoir in southern Iowa. And I've lost a million things since I was twelve. Could not lose that stringer. <laughs> One day, ran it through a catfish's jaw, and the pokey thing just separated from the rope, and it was no more. Well, it was 14 years old. Well, all right, my story's going to be very embarrassing. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Riding my motor in my boat, got into some mud, no water coming out the back. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, crap. So I pulled the thing off, my top off, and... <laughs> It, oh, it gets better than that. First top you've ever. Oh, uh, you're on. not. You, I, I haven't saying, even. It always, I it have, always gets females out of trouble. <laughs> just save it for what I have to tell you. Okay. Next. Okay. So you, I'm like, you blew, how? you blew in the tube. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you tube blower. <laughs> I blew chunks out of my motor. <laughs> There's there dirt. Or mud just popping out of it. Dude, you're talking to a couple river rat guys. It's like it's every freaking That's like a trip. Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought it was a first eat. My bad. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's just multiple times every year. Although the big motor hasn't been an issue yet, but I don't even know what tubes I'd pull off of that. Mine was a 125. Bitch. So my, just for the record, my cheeks hurt for two weeks. So I was was like I was used to doing something like yeah. that. You I know you're tube. giving me the wink over there. You had the big tube. <laughs> you're, you're invited over here at any time. <laughs> so 125. Uh, that's not bad. You're no beginner. Ryan, you got you got any for on the water? Oh, not really. Most of my, uh, most of my boats are rednecked enough but i haven't really luckily had too many issues as far as on the water mm-hmm. but pretty much my whole life is redneck and shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of kind of how i get day to day exactly it's yeah, yeah. I, I know one time either played the music too loud or ran the electronics too long or something but my my big motor wouldn't start up so i had to take a trolling motor back and hook it up to my big motor to turn over so i can get back to yeah it. <laughs> that's not that exciting that that's happens problem, to everybody problem solving what else happens to everybody just so i don't cover that <laughs> blowing apparently blowing mud out of a motor is quite the common thing <laughs> it, it, well it doesn't matter what you say i'm gonna give you shit so you should just accept that 
All right, we have a. Uh, we're gonna revisit things floating downriver because I have fun news. I have a new thing floating downriver. You personally? Me personally. I have never. I've seen lots of tires stuck to the bottom of creeks and rivers and stuff. I saw my first one legitimately floating downriver, and it wasn't a small tire. It looked like somebody wrecked their jacked up like one ton diesel truck and ripped a, a tire off. It had and a it, wheel in it. It had a wheel and wheel and a tire, it's and it was floating, floating downriver. Rim, wheel, rim, whatever you want to call it. So, like a big river, big river. Okay, that's impressive. You could say the longest river in the country. I could say that, yeah. but I won't because that may give right. somebody the Google proof to that name they a could body go of water. find a tire <laughs> floating down that river, not stuck to the bottom, now, legit floating. That's not a light object. No, no. So for it was that, aired up, right? I would assume it was floating. Yeah, but still, <laughs> did it have a tube in it? <laughs> I would think so. That current had to be roaring. <laughs> it to would. Keep that all right. Float. So there was a box dike, and not the dike you're thinking of, Chad. Um, that would be a box dike. Brings that to mind, though, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why instantly looked at Chad <laughs> to my mind. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, one more thing about right, my yeah, wife. <laughs> if I was at the therapist and she said, what comes to mind when you <laughs> box dyke, it would not floating be a wheel on tire. <laughs> but it was floating behind the You're box be dyke. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's my new addition to the list. Another addition, um, I'd have to look at my notes again, but somebody sent in, sorry, somebody, um, you sent in dentures saw dentures floating down the river <laughs> oh, Jesus. and then my maybe per- they were blowing out their tube <laughs> 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 they're blowing up the tire and it's hard to inflate a real tire <laughs> and um, lost their dentures but uh we're trying to get mud out of the motor <laughs> torn torn had two and ryan questioned the validity of the second one yeah. The first one was his wife was casting like a jig in plastic or something and caught a handgun that was confiscated by the police. He might have mentioned something about it being evidence for a case. I would most handguns don't end up in a river for, for no, no reason. reason. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And then the second one, the one where Ryan is questioning now, the truth. Tell the story cuz this I'm going the to The stars have to line up. All right, he found sunglasses with a floaty, you know, what do you call that thing that holds them on your head? Strap? Oh, I mean, you could call it a strap. <laughs> I think there's another word for it. But anyway, so floaty? A, flo- a floaty strap, <laughs> and there was a 110 Excuse wrapper. Excuse me, sir, can you show me the floaties? <laughs> <laughs> this is Shields, isn't it? <laughs> I've never said that in Shields or anywhere. But uh, there was a 110 Rapala stuck in it, and he got the sunglasses you didn't bag. mention the floaty part. You just said Does in it the sunglasses. Oh, by oh, far. Yeah. How do you get a 110 Rapala stuck in sunglasses? I don't remember. Without a floaty strap. I don't know. That's information we needed to know. You could get it stuck in a, uh, on the strap itself. Challenge. Ex- I've got well, it We stuck didn't know it had a strap. You just said it was a pair of sunglasses. I thought you were questioning the next part. Well, I will, but uh, carry the, on. The next part is he said he caught a fish on it. No, I wasn't questioning that. I was questioning uh, how the hell do you get 
a pair of sunglasses with a 110 Rapala. You probably interrupted me like you just interrupted me earlier, and I never had a chance to That's say That's what it. I do. It never <laughs> happens. It's kind of like the crane game. You're trying to get that exactly <laughs> line up to go. Now, fake news. <laughs> All right, real news, and I'm kind of excited about this one. I'm from Iowa, and I've never deer hunted. And when I tell people this, they look at me like I have a third arm growing out of my forehead. Which I guess isn't all that much different than yeah, normal. Yeah, I'm like, that's a normal conversation. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going deer hunting tomorrow. And I'm jacked about it. I got It's a, supposed to be the high of seven. Isn't tomorrow. that perfect? It is. Like, we're going to go Unless sit. you want to be, like, comfortable. We're, <laughs> no, we're going to be comfortable. We're going to be sitting in a hay bale blind. Me and, my, nice. me and my old man. Nice. The heater is already packed in the back of my truck. I picked up more propane tanks. Hay bale and a heater. That sounds safe. <laughs> Hay bale blind. Yeah, whatever. It looks like a hay bale. Sure, it does. It, most of them do not. Yeah, but deer can't see from <laughs> <well>. right, right. <laughs> but it's late muzzle loader. I don't care if it has antlers or not. Actually, I do because if it's a small buck, I'm not going to shoot it. But if it's a doe or a monster, first one that walks out, I'm killing it. <laughs> the Come up here and eat some of this yeah. fake hay. It's okay. <laughs> Come here. I've never hunted deer before. I'm not even, I don't even want to hunt them. I just want to kill one. So you have 10 <laughs> gallons of corn. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> That's the secret to success. Did you right. not know that? All right, Ryan, moving on. <laughs> Somebody wrote you a question. Uh oh. They didn't actually write it to you. I just wanted to get off what we were talking about. <laughs> but Corey wrote in with a question, and he wants to know, what are your thoughts on rattles making a difference for catfish? It's undetermined in my experience because sometimes you catch them on rattles, sometimes you don't. I don't have enough research to really make an educated discussion on it. Um, I would say I've... Well, obviously, I've got way more fish without a rattle, but I've I've caught fish with a rattle, but I haven't I haven't made a correlation on an increase. Mm-hmm. So I d- I don't have an educated much you, like anything. Just a null hypothesis at yeah. this point. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I've which I've only been using them for about two seasons. Yeah, so, yeah. And I haven't caught enough to show a difference. Sure, Chad, do you ever use rattles for anything? Ever notice a difference? No. Like even you don't your put a rattle on rattle like traps your Lindy trolling rigs or anything. What do you consider a rattle? Like Something even your crankbaits rattle, rattle. So, yeah, on the on the cranks, I I started doing, but again, I I've start I just started doing that, and I don't know, I haven't done it enough to be able to say this is caught more than that. Okay, so you both are worthless. Um, as, I will keep- as par for the course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm still two under. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what I've noticed. I need a beer while you're saying that. <laughs> okay. What, I, what I've noticed is pre-spawn flatheads tend to have a preference for rattles. After pre-spawn and they spawn, then it, I'm not sure. Like, you catch them on them, you catch them without them. And it doesn't seem to matter all that much. Does it depend on the color of the water, like a darker water? I haven't made that connection either. Now, the one, the connect, the thing that I've noticed with rattles that makes a huge difference is when the water is warm, 
fishing for channel cats rattles tend to make a difference like you tend to catch more on the rod with rattles than the one without (laughs) um blue cats i don't know i haven't fished for them enough like i've just i mean i've been fishing for them like six seven years but it's just been so inconsistent you know you gotta travel you gotta travel it's a big deal i just want to get baits in the water i'm not paying attention like i am when i'm at home so i don't know about those but channel cats is the one that really sticks out and then pre-spawn flatheads but i don't think it's going to be a deal breaker you know like i would say it's a five fish versus a four fish or maybe even a, a ten. 10 fish versus a, versus a nine fish type deal with the rattles for flatheads and pre-spawn and yeah. then post-spawn it's is it like the rattle totally or is it the color or is it the size you know i mean i don't know i think it's awesome question i doubt it's the size because the size of the rattle in comparison to your baits when you're flathead fishing is so minimal it yeah. doesn't even factor in but um coloration possibly but we're talking about mostly fishing at night and there's and there's a lot of variables like dead bait, live bait, you know, current, yeah. you know. Current, no current. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of variables that I would love to get paid to do that research because yeah. sign me up. All right. But I have I have no useful information on well, many subjects. I'm 100% positive on this next one, though, but I'll let you go first, Ryan. What about planer boards? I love planer boards. Do you, think, do you think they are the difference between catching fish and, and c- catching more fish versus less fish at times? Yes, absolutely. Okay. The further away from the boat at times are not only going to be your more fish, but your bigger fish, depending on the pressure mainly. Yeah. What do you say, Chad? I would say it depends on how deep you're fishing. And, oh, sure. You know, if the, if the motor's scaring them away, mm-hmm. um, I think how many lines you have out. Yeah. Is it a convenience? It is an inconvenience. Um, I have them. I've used them, but I don't use them as much anymore. But um, sometimes, you know, it's a good opportunity to find out if there's other fish out there too, because it's covering more water. Yeah. To so, me, that's the biggest thing. It's like. Yeah. Motor scaring them, boat scaring them, whatever. That's almost irrelevant because the fact that you can spread your lines out further and cover a wider spread to me is the biggest thing, especially with catfish because they're so scent oriented, like blues and channels on more so than flatheads, I'd say. So to create a broader scent trail behind your boat, you're just going to get the attention of more fish. And it seems like I'm not saying the planer board catches the most fish all the time, but I think having the planers cover a wider spread leads to you catching more fish most of the time. I agree. And like I said, some of the bigger fish have been on the outside boards versus one straight back. Yeah. And my data is inconclusive on size, but definitely when I drift with planers, I catch more fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's fun. Well, when you see it go underwater. Yes. They, they they work, when you fish for big fish, they work more like bobbers than they do when you fish for walleye. They just disappear. You're like, I think we yeah. have one. It's not, it's not the flag popping up. Yeah. Like, everything's just yeah. gone. Yeah. yeah. You look at the rod, the rod folds, and then you look for the planer, and the planer is nowhere to be seen. Yeah, there's a dude, um, Brandon, who I met ice fishing several years ago. But he was down, and this is all through social media, in that he passed on through social media. And uh, he was down south fishing for blue cats and caught a 100-pounder on an outside planer rod. And he said it hit the planer, 
planer disappeared across all three lines and he <laughs> fought it for 10 minutes on heavy catfish gear. Any catfish that fights 10 minutes on heavy catfish gear is impressive. Serious fish. Well, this or place, you're in current. He was in no current, but it was 100 pounds. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Dream of it. Couldn't imagine. Yeah. All right, Chad, I got questions directly for you. About time. Because you are the <laughs> expert on this topic. <laughs> Fishing. Left hand or right hand? <laughs> <laughs> well, I begged your hand. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> I take my fish off with one hand. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Yep, that's what he's talking yeah, about. It all yeah, smells fishy. Okay. All right, fishing with kids. <laughs> oh, 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 the judge geez. said I couldn't. <laughs> Dude, but all right. Paint the picture, Chad. You have two kids, and wait, you have two kids, right? That I know of. Okay. Yeah. So two kids. Summer kids don't count. They but don't they, get fishing. Popular in half this county. <laughs> but they both love fishing. So you have successfully, as a fisherman, raised two kids that really enjoy fishing, which is what most parents who enjoy fishing want. Yes. Because they envision, you know, their kids being, you know, getting along with their kids for the whole life and then doing things with their kids, and you'd want your kids to do things that you also enjoy. Would you rather be sent on the river or home watching some stupid cartoon shit no no question (laughs) so what what are like things you did to help ensure that your kids enjoy their experiences outdoors and then in turn like fishing well luckily i had two kids that wanted to be outside that wanted to be active okay and um like i said and your kids, so one's a senior in high school, and yep. the other one is a decathlete? Sophomore, yeah. yep, in yeah. college. Yeah. Yep. And both active in sports, both um, competitive, and um, even when it comes to fishing, you oh, know. it doesn't stop. Um, you one, don't just turn that button <laughs> off. One boy uh, likes to fish more when it's when we're catching them and the other boy who doesn't you know and then then the other boy will understand that you just don't catch fish all the time okay so when we when the boys were younger like i said they grew up um fishing on their grandma and grandpa's farm and it was not whether you're going to catch a fish or not it was like how how many yes it was how many and i think that's one thing that is important um for a young kid is to catch fish it doesn't matter how big it is or what, but to get them to see the bobber go down, to see them, you know, their excitement of bringing it in. Yeah. Yes, and uh, get excited about it. And we, um, you know, clean fish and eat fish, too, and let fish go. So for them at a young age to have that experience of catching and not have to wait, 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 wait for fish, you know, to bite was a privilege that they got and an honor um that they got in their life to be able to uh, just be able to go down and fish ponds that were full of fish. Yeah, that's cool. And then as they got older, uh, about middle school is when I started taking them on trips with me. Mm -hmm. And um, then they found out that (laughs) it's just not full of fish, you know, Right. that there's going to be time. So they're learning the quantity versus quality. thing. Exactly. So they're getting bigger fish and having to wait a little bit longer to get them. And, the way I grew up and the way they grew up, they had technology. So when they're not fishing or they're not catching, they're doing something else. I mean, yeah. kids these days have to be entertained all the time. Kids these days. Seems yeah. to be. sound old right now. And <laughs> it's true. When I was 
when I was fishing, when I was younger, we had to find our own entertainment, you know, whether it was scraping bark off the tree with our teeth or looking for playing, heads with, our, or, yeah. playing with ourselves in the corner of a fish house. Whether, whatever it was, it was a win-win, you know. Right. So a lot of discovery going on there. But, um, you know, uh, the matter is just trying to keep the kids, you know, excited to fish and to have fun and... Um, not pressure them or don't force them to do something they don't want to do yep. so uh luckily you know it worked out my kids still love fishing and being a part of it and uh but still one kid will get very um incomplacent sometimes when he's not catching fish and the mm-hmm. other kids and you know, all like well let's try this or let's try this you know he's more changing things up and trying different things and more of a student of the fishing game than just put a line out so how how do you carry the not forcing them into things when you take them on like a long trip and they're isolated in one area with like literally nothing to do but fish so my dad took him to canada and stuff right my dad took me to canada he well he used to like he worked his butt off for his whole life and one part of his life he sold chemicals and he got chemical trips up to canada and um, the arctic and he'd go up and he'd bring fish home and tell stories about fishing up there and i was just like god i I just want to go you know i mean so you got to build it up a little bit (laughs) and so when i was a sophomore in college the first trip my dad took me to canada fishing and uh we never really did any other fishing except um on a river one time I mean, we did pond fishing and some some big lakes in Iowa fishing. But one time we went to a river and caught striped bass. Okay. And uh, we saw the seagulls coming down to catch the, the shad. And it was it was like a game. I mean, you were just following the seagulls and you'd see the water just erupting. And it was a shad jumping it's out. It's pretty freaking cool. It yeah, is. It is. And we were There's just, not too many things to get my blood going like that does. The boil. Yes. It yeah. is incredible. And, and we're putting line out without with just a hook and we're catching fish. It was, we we're throwing them in the front. Yep. And we're like, what's our limit? We're, you know, and we're just like. Mm. 12 ago. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my dad took me fishing um in canada and and the reason we went to canada was not because it was canada but was because my dad wanted to go somewhere where he didn't have cell phone research service he didn't have you know a place people could catch him because people you know he had he worked he had people under him and stuff he wanted to go somewhere he had a view and he had he could hear nature and sure. he didn't have get any away from other the phone ringing crap yeah. yes yeah. and so that's the reason we went to canada and so that being said we um, continued to go, and then uh, um, trying to figure out when my kids would be old enough to go. So I took them on some overnight trips fishing, you know, try to figure that out, how that would go, right. and try to prepare them for, you know. So you ease them into it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, we're going to be up there for a week, and the self, the or the Wi-Fi is crap. I mean, <laughs> yeah. um, you can watch some TV. They have a lodge. You can go down and watch some TV and stuff, but, you know, you got to know this is going to be... And you got to know your kid, right? Whether they would be, you know, there's got to be other things in fishing too, and you got to be willing to say the fishing's not working. I'll go in with my son, or I'll go in with the the kid, and we'll play shuffleboard, or or we'll, you know, fish off the dock, or we'll we'll do something else because they're still kids, and you don't want to ruin that, you know, experience for them. But yeah, they have to understand it's a waiting game of when if they could see a fish being caught or if they can catch one. 
that's the key. So okay. where we went, we had really good luck, and we didn't really have problems with catching fish or um, being able to get bigger fish and stuff. And on the dock, when we were at our cabin, we would fish off the dock. We, we stayed on a river between two lakes, and we're, we could catch 10-pound northerns off our dock. So they would fish off the dock. They would sit on the dock. And it to me, it was the heartwarming thing is when we were in – cleaning fish and everything and your kids sitting there on the dock he's got two poles out you know because that's what you can have in canada Mm -hmm. two poles out and he's just sitting there watching them you know because after being on the boat all day that's taxing you know especially for you know for us let alone a a kid who's got a thousand other things freaking going flying through his head yeah yeah Yeah. and to know that they could actually fish while they're on land too you know and so when but that was part of the fishing experience other part was for them to understand somebody's got to clean the fish somebody's got to do the dishes somebody's got to make up you know make the meals somebody's mm-hmm. everybody's got a chore to do as part of a group and for them to understand that brotherhood too. and i know both my kids look forward to lighting cigars who doesn't <laughs> they did not inhale I don't I say I don't, but <laughs> they got a light cigars of all the all the other guys and stuff. And I remember my older son played poker one night in um, did Texas. Did he fall in love like I did the first time I played poker? Texas hold. I got pictures of him collecting all this, and all the other guys are pissed <laughs> off because this guy, this kid, is playing for the first time. And first <laughs> pot ever, he's yeah. got pocket aces. Yep, that's how it works too. <laughs> that is a not good, a not a, a good thing for a kid either to yeah. have success in gambling the first time in their life when they're in middle school. Yeah, yeah. you're like this is easy, but makes a memorable trip out of it. Exactly, and it's yeah. not just about the fishing; it's about the so you're making great experiences out of the trip. Oh my god! Like you're so you don't make it just about the fishing; you make it about the great experiences. I did not know this until a couple years after my oldest son went a friend my best friend and i went and he took his nephew and i took my son a couple years later i found out and i'm embarrassed to even say this. just say it <laughs> this on, is this on is the way the out audience. to canada we my friend bought some movies because we watch movies up there and stuff at night or whatever sure. on dvd sure back in the day my son <laughs> this other kid watched wolf of wall street oh it's a great movie not He's great for middle a junior school. high kid. He's in middle school. <laughs> I've never heard of it, but oh my like, you, you got to watch it. It's pretty good. I'm like, I don't watch movies, and I've seen that, and that was legit. <laughs> <laughs> Father of the year. I'm going. I'm saying, hey, you know, he learned some shit in that. <laughs> yes, he did on the way up and at Canada. You yeah. know, so it's not just about the fishing. You know, uh, with kids and stuff. It's about having conversations with them. It's about making memories. Yeah. It's about, you know, um, bonding. And even if with you even with your with a kid or not, you know, you you make memories, you you talk, you communicate. Well, you're looking at the bigger picture. And I think that's great advice because there's so many people, myself included, you go on a big trip and it be you become fixated on the end goal of the trip and then you kind of overlook all the other stuff that happens that is just as valuable as or more valuable and that's a great reminder to keep things in perspective yeah and if you know your kid is not ready to go don't force them 
yeah. you know, yeah. um, maybe take them on some smaller trips, see if they're really interested in, in something like that. Don't force them to do something they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's why catfishing is awesome. Cause me and my daughter go bait fishing all the time and she loves it. And mm-hmm. I love it. Cause I got bait in the tank all the time. Well, <laughs> and then, and then as she gets older, like you can even take it another step further. So you go catch bait and then you go catch fishing and catfishing is cool because, you don't have to be directly attentive to your fishing rod. Yes. You don't have to be casting, focused on the cast, focused on what your lure is doing. You can cast rods out, leave them sitting. Start a fire on the Start sandbar. a fire, cook right. something, yep. go explore, yep. poke around, whatever. And it just leaves you all this opportunity to go create these memories that yes. you might not have been able to if you would have been fishing for something else. Like That's literally one of my favorite parts about catfishing. Now, me and my brother last week, he's not a fisherman. We went out, we, we, we camped out on the big river overnight. We threw rods out and he cooked freaking filet mignon. He's, <laughs> he loves cooking. Like yeah. that's his thing. He loves cooking. He was on vacation and he decided this was going to be his vacation. And we went and camped out. He splurged on steaks, got potatoes, mushrooms, onions, cooked uh, all the potatoes, mushrooms, onions on a, a, a cast iron and then I was frying catfish, and he's cooking steaks and doing all this stuff and, you know, sipping beers and having a freaking great time while we're fishing. Hell yeah. Rods are in the water. We didn't get a bite, and I'm not bitter about it or anything. But, <laughs> but, that's but not it's the, all Zach's fault. But that's, yeah, <laughs> that's not the point. The point is that we had a great experience, and, and then that's a, a – a story we can look back and talk about for yeah. a years to come, it, just if, like the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When'd you get your first erection? <laughs> oh, I was on my way to Canada. Enough yeah. said. Yeah. <laughs> Tell your counselor, <laughs> therapist. I guess um, one thing is like, I my first taste of catfishing was but you're um, not a catfishing guy no, just to clear the air chad's not, not a catfishing guy we lived in i su- won't judge you too much but we lived in southern missouri great catfishing location and um a, along a big well-known r- lake that runs through there and where we lived at the area where there's, there's a dam and mm-hmm. right below the dam was great catfishing and my neighbor my wife was going to school getting her master's and I was teaching, and we're poor as shit. I mean, I get it. We had, I mean, you're talking real, to the that, guy that's who got was catfish t- written all over. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're talking to the guy who was a teacher in the sole income for going on six years now. Yeah, well, yeah. I was three years. Yeah. So literally, our night or our day out was going to McDonald's and supersizing it, getting the $2 cheeseburger Big meal. Because I love you that yeah. much, baby. <laughs> exactly. And then going to... Mat- Ryan still does it. <laughs> and then going to a matinee, because that's all we could afford. Yeah, sure. And the other thing about some Missouri was we went to a matinee. We went with some other friends that were from Missouri. And after the opening um, reviews of the other movie, I hear... <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> What are you doing? He's like, it's beer. I'm enjoying I'm like, the movie. <laughs> Maybe you should enjoy the movie. I'm like, what? Why didn't you? This is like me. a whole new yeah. part of the movies. I've never even. <laughs> they smuggled beer in the purse, and she's like, you uh, look at me like I've never done it. Like, can you believe people did this? I'm like, yes, I can. I cannot you believe got a you? purse? <laughs> no, but I have pockets. 
Well, I'm like, this is awesome. But anyway. We um, would smuggle it in in McDonald's cups. You'd have a McDonald's cup. You put your beer in it, and you crack your beer real quiet. And then you put the straw. In There's the no beer. cracking a beer. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I question that fake news. Yeah. You you would crack it quietly. <laughs> yeah. When the when the movie was loud. Yeah. <laughs> but our neighbor was an older gentleman, and yeah. he nice guy, and he catfish below the dam, and so when you said you went out and get um, bait. He would take a seine net, or not a seine net, but a throw, throw net, throw yeah, net, throw yep. net yeah. and we'd get it during the day, and then we'd go out and fish it at night. And I bought, he sold sold it like twelve bucks, whatever. His twelve foot catfish pole, mm-hmm. open reel, um, whatever. And, yeah, and uh, I started I started catfishing with him, and I caught a fish, you know, catfishing below the dam. And he knew the good time of fishing down there when they're. Sure. When the water was running or whatever, mm-hmm. and we use that pole up in Canada, and it's just ridiculously big. But that was my first taste of catfishing was down southern Missouri off this river below the dam. Yeah, it's not a bad good place spot. to learn. Good spot. You've been to Canada. You've been to the ocean. You said you had an ocean story, but we're gonna go straight to the teeth. Would you rather fish in Canada or fish on the ocean? Canada. I, I love walleye. I mean. The that. fish that doesn't fight. The fish that tastes. In Wait, you're comparing <laughs> this to every fish in the ocean? No. <laughs> like every fish. Mahi, mahi? Like, yeah. <laughs> Tuna? You know? I fished, the, I fished uh, down in um, Mexico. You okay. And my friend and I, who's gone to Canada, we went on this excursion supposed to be 16 people we're the only two that showed up so everyone else was hung over we act like we're a couple you know (laughs) (laughs) so it was like we'll still take you out so they took us out about die of carbon admissions (laughs) that'll happen motor in the back and so we're we're fishing and uh all of a sudden my this guy's up top going yada 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 you know speaking spanish and yeah because you're in mexico yeah Yeah. my friend runs up there son of a (laughs) and he looks up there and he's like hey come up here you gotta see this and it was we ended up catching the male and female of two sailfish oh sweet and it wasn't even the time of year we should catch sailfish yeah so you know as we're reeling it in he's like you mount we you mount we we bring in you mount and i was like no we're not mounting it well, I might in the boat, but <laughs> we're going to take a That's a, a photo. Aisle. Yeah, we're yeah. going to take a photo. Yeah. I didn't know what this type of cruise, but <laughs> hey, whatever. How about the fish? When in Rome or Mexico. <laughs> when you're five miles off the coast, you do whatever they say. Yeah. Okay. But the funny thing is, when they set the hook, they accelerate the boat. Yeah. So I'm like, I hear, I'm like, oh, great pirates. We're going to get, you know. <laughs> Assume the position. Well, here we go, you know. And so, but he was setting the hook. We what hose do I need to blow the mud out? <laughs> when was the first time you started? When you said your cheeks hurt for two days, you're lying. <laughs> well, if you're on the same latitude. <laughs> All right. So you're picking Canada, or do you have more to your story? Not I interrupted. I interrupted. We I took a picture and we had it. It okay. was good. It was okay. fun. Okay. We're lucky. So you're saying? Are you saying Canada or the ocean? Final decision. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. 
Yeah, I wouldn't go back to the ocean. We got lucky. So you're going to Canada? Absolutely. Okay, Ryan. Ocean. Thousand percent. Okay, why? Screw Canada. <laughs> why? <laughs> because people Canada's go, got some good things. They though. do. But the, people go up there and fish for walleye in northern. I'd rather go to Lake Erie. I've had better success for True. bigger fish. True. Is that the ocean? And, I mean, no, it's an Lake, inland ocean, no, basically. Well, pretty much. But Lake Erie is, we go to Sandusky, Ohio, get yep. on a ferry, yep. Yep. go out to Paradise, Kelly's Island. Sorry, Ke- Kelly's Island. And we spend, I go about every three or four years, but yeah. the group I go with goes every year. Mm-hmm. But we go out there and we catch 20 walleye by noon. And every year I've been there but one, I've caught one over 30 inches. I don't need to go to Canada. So Screw for, Canada. All right, then for let's, me, let's change the question then. Walleyes in northern or the ocean? Ocean. Okay. Which I've never caught a fish out of the ocean. Ever? I've, I've seen the ocean twice in my life. Both have been. Are you going to come down when I'm down there? Yeah. Are you really? Yeah. I need to. Well, you need to? Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm excited. Yeah. Don't let me down. Like, don't let me get excited and then let me down. That, that's kind of how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my dating life for the last. <laughs> I don't want to be. Years I don't want to have a snapshot of your dating life. <laughs> I definitely want to do the eerie thing for the meat. Yes, but like I say, from my dad and for his perspective, the 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 sights, the the trees, the getting away. So you have this. I'm telling nostalgia. you, eerie, eerie is an amazing place but you have this nostalgia associated with canada that can't be replicated in what you're talking about the fishing you're going to catch more walleyes you're going to catch bigger walleyes but back to the experiences thing you're going to be lacking in the experiences but like when i first started going we were we went up as like a party group and there is a party island like party cove no it's a whole freaking island (laughs) like year round there is nothing but parties there and it's a 45-minute boat ride from Kelly's Island. And then, you know, Kelly's Island is big enough that most of the time, unless it's a horrible storm, you can always find out of the Retention. wind. So you, you can go up there and fish nine times out of ten. Okay. Yeah. Now, the last two trips that my brothers went up there, one, he hit a tornado. They were The island got hit by a tornado while they were out fishing. Is that the one that almost sunk his boat? Not that time. Okay. But, and then... Uh, Sounds like a great time, by yeah, the way. Yeah. yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. So they go back to Real the island. Real good salesman, right? <laughs> so they were back to the... They went back to the island. Of course, everything shut down because they got hit by a tornado. They were stuck there with no electricity, no nothing. And they were tent camping that year. Hmm. And so, so hopefully for they like four pro- days. They have a propane stove, at least? Yeah, nothing. Ugh. Yeah. Cooking on a campfire. But that's years I don't go. <laughs> yeah. But no, usually, because they they just they went through. Usually, we we rent a house that sleeps twelve people, sure. like six of us go. So we have an awesome time. But they just wanted to rough it that year, mm-hmm. and it turns out the worst year to possibly rough it. But w- <laughs> the electricity went out. Like, would it even have mattered that much? If you have a shelter over your head, it yeah. makes a big difference. Where'd my yeah. tent go? Yeah, it, it was everything was shambles, gone. But like they I mean, slept if, in the truck. If there you were six to, people sleeping in two vehicles. If you were to rent a, a a house and your house gets demolished, is that yeah? Versus tent camping. Yeah, I, mean, I, I see what you mean there. Give me but, the tent. Yeah, you know, like ruin my tent or ruin the house I'm staying in. I'll ruin my tent every time. <laughs> 
if I had to pick. <laughs> yeah, true. One time true. we did go to Florida with the boys, and uh, we did do an offshore fishing thing, and we mm-hmm. caught um, some fish there, and the boys did a better job than I did. Like, you're supposed to f- feel the bite. I couldn't feel the bite. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I've been fishing. So deep. All, yeah. And, and the boys were like, mm-hmm. insensitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and both times I went um, deep sea fishing, I got sick. See, I, that's yeah. what happens to me. Most, all right, most of my saltwater experiences, the best ones especially, have been off the beach. Yeah. Like I love surf fishing. You kayak I, your bait out, and or catch. you can do that. You can kayak baits out. Like mo- that's mostly shark fishing. But I genuinely love, or genuinely love, just the surf casting. Like, well, when not, I think beach fishing, that's what I want to do. I want to shark fish. Because it's catfishing for sharks. Yeah, that's literally that's yeah. that's my that's my lane. And that's you, where I love. You can do the surf casting for sharks where you cast and don't kayak, and then you can also kayak out baits. Like both are options. But my favorite fish to catch off the beach is bull reds, which uh, redfish. And when they get over slot size, they start calling them bulls, and which is what typically. 20 some I, inches? I think, no, 30 I inches? think the cutoff would be like, well, the, the length limit is most places is 18 to 28. I don't know, I mean, what the technical cutoff for a bull is, but bigger than 30. In my mind, it's 35 or bigger. You catch a 35 or bigger, it's a bull. Yeah. And to catch those on, on long rods off the beach is a whole lot of you fun. Ever smoked a bull? On I a mean, beach. on a beach, yes. Yeah, smoke. Yeah. Smoking did you do fish. that? Did you do that when you're in Mexico? No, I was talking about smoking fish. <laughs> I've heard of some shows in Mexico <laughs> that involve livestock. <laughs> no. <laughs> the one thing I sold my wife on was when we did go fishing. Wife on or for? Was I sold my wife for. <laughs> we, She's we in Mexico <laughs> with the up, livestock. No, it was in Florida. A bowl, though. <laughs> It was in Florida, and we caught um, grouper. Okay. So the amount of Like the fish. Guy, Goliath grouper? Like the 400-pound no. grouper? No. The minis. So like <laughs> the black grouper, snow white, grouper. Yeah. Mac, or, black grouper, red grouper. Yep, the reds. Yeah. So we caught like seven of those, and I was like, we just made up our money right there on what we would have paid. That's for what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's some yes. perfect mindset. Every then, walleye yeah. I catch, twelve ninety nine exactly. a pound. <laughs> Trip paid for. <laughs> and then we caught a bunch of silver snapper. And so I was telling my friend about that. He's like, "Isn't that what your dad was talking about in the nursing home? A couple of silver snapper." <laughs> he was talking about the pink snappers. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's it. That was it. That was it. They were delicious. All right. Moral of the story. <laughs> moral of all this story is I'm picking the ocean over Canada. And it's because Canada, while northern pike and muskie get big, I would argue and say northern pike and muskie don't even fight that hard. Um, if I could go to a place to use a five-foot bait, hands down, I want to go use a five-foot bait. Okay. I mean, that's awesome well if you're just going for fishing i understand that but if you're going for like for me again, i i totally was, hear what you're saying yeah. Yeah. that yes. makes a ton yes. of sense take yes. my kids take you know my dad yeah. it was hey man just because we disagree doesn't mean we can't understand no you spent your year wrong like in general <laughs> like every time well, you're wrong. once again we can disagree <laughs> and understand i understand i'm stupid okay <laughs> i understand i have some things i have to work through 
And that's okay. We don't have to. There's so many that. other we places don't. I want to fish, though, except for Canada and the ocean. Like you know? where? where? Where are you well, going? You know, I've gone to South Dakota. I'm just talking about places you've been. I right. Thought... I've gone to South Dakota. Um, I want to go to the Great But that's basically you know, Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, Still basically Canada. And just walleye fishing, walleye fishing, and walleye fishing. Right. So, and that's what, what I like to do. Yeah. But what do, is there anything you want to catch that you haven't caught? Well, so far, STDs are pretty clear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm think not I've sure had... that's on the bucket list. <laughs> pretty much got all those, maybe, but... Uh... Uh, let's go the opposite direction. <laughs> the things you don't have. Um, sure. I mean, a, a fisherman's a fisherman. You know, I'm not strictly locked into that, but I think when you find something you like, whether it's catfish, walleye, or whatever... Bullheads. Yes. Bullheads. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. You try to become better at that. And I don't know if walleye fishing is necessarily the same as catfishing, you know, when it comes to... Every every fishing is different but similar in some ways. And it depends on your style of walleye fishing. Because I troll worm harnesses and crankbaits yeah. up in Erie, and that is catfishing while you're trolling while you're moving yeah. yeah you're just moving a little fast yes yeah how many catfish have you caught out of the ice quite a bit okay yeah. so that is something i'm interested in doing. i'm doing that saturday i'm doing that saturday yeah i'm doing you're, it saturday all right come on <laughs> yeah no i'm not with you that's fine yeah. you like won't said, catch I'm shit std but... free so why would i hang out in your <laughs> ice fishing tent well you're not there won't be a tent you got to be mobile yeah. but that's yeah. a different conversation it's a and it's supposed tent. to be 35 degrees yeah and the biggest the, biggest channel well, what ice fishing isn't mobile with your when you're catching fish crappie fishing usually after you st- dark especially yes. still moving yes though. not after dark after dark you're just sitting on a bend of a river yeah a bend of a channel or a hump yeah. something with a little structure on it you sit put like you turn a light on and then bam yeah 12 inch crappies one after another you know what'll make you sick is i have a handful of of you a video footage that i haven't even put on youtube of me just pounding 10 to 14 inch crappies through the ice after dark one after another and i don't put it on youtube because i'm not going to burn is it on a river nope it's because Pornhub turned him down they're like we don't want this (laughs) yes Red tube's like, we got plenty of pounding of the crappies. <laughs> That's what the kids call them these days. <laughs> but the videos don't do good, so I don't put them out. Yeah. So and I'm not going to burn a spot because of that. Exactly. Because you enjoyed it. You have documentation of it that you can always look back on. That's all you need. But the great thing about fishing, too, is like there's so many different species of fish. And True. so many different ways, so many different fishermen that... I didn't know there's like a cult of ice fishing people. You know, oh, like ice fishing. That's the worst. all they it do. It is a cult. Yes, it is a cult. Grumpy old men is real apparently, <laughs> and they're you know? pissed all summer long because yeah. they can't ice fish. Fact. I got a buddy like that, and his, they freaking his world get snacker drunk when they're on the ice. Like it's yes. like this is who I want to be. When <laughs> they I get, get Fogarty drunk. Yeah. Yeah. My buddies, the Fogartys. That's that's a new level. You get Fogarty drunk. <laughs> And then maybe catch a couple. <laughs> but that's what you live for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But you got the hard water fishing, this, you know, the open water fishing. You got, like I told you, um, I, uh, when we were fishing in the boat this, you know, last couple of years, we started pulling cranks and doing precision fishing, which we're not good at, but we've had 
lucky there's luck only at one it, way but you know, you're good at you've it. been working yeah. at it so yeah. you're gonna it, get better it's just a whole another open chapter of fishing for us you know and that's the great thing about fishing is there's so many different options out there there's so many different um ecosystems out there and things so that, that doesn't can, answer my question is there a fish out there that you haven't caught that you want to caught or catch smell my finger <laughs> <laughs> you're still avoiding the question um i suppose i mean do you are you so there's not a fish you're aware of that you want to catch that you haven't caught have you caught a sizable flathead? No. Have you Would caught you it? like to? Yeah. Does that intrigue you? Like sitting out. But that's kinda... not a trip, though. Like you, you literally could catch one a mile from your house. But but even though it's a mile from my house, I haven't done it. But that, I mean, I guess that is the question. It, like, if like you would I'm have. St- I should be doing that and not traveling miles and miles and miles away from... But it, you, I wouldn't say you should because it's all boils down to what you want to do right. and what yeah. you enjoy doing because catfishing may or may not be something you enjoy doing. And then catfish or flathead fishing is like the maximized version of catfishing. You're literally sitting with baits in the water for hours on end with for nothing. For the chance. With nothing... And nothing, but and that's nothing. fishing. If you've no, done enough no, fishing, yes, it no, is. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not walleye fishing. Yeah, I've gone hours and hours and hours and not catch a walleye. Well, I'm sorry, you suck. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> walleye fishing should not be. I like do that. suck. I do suck. <laughs> yeah. I admit that I have not become the professional that I hope to be someday. So uh-huh. walleye fishing should not be like that. It flathead fishing at the best oh, of times. Oh, come on. Walleye fishing can be that way. It's not every freaking hour you're rolling up a walleye. But you're comparing apples to oranges. It's like... Because I don't know about the catfishing. The, the, no, yeah. channel catfishing and walleye fishing have... Comp- or you can compare those as far as fish catching, like the numbers. Ratios. Yeah, ratios. Ratios per time invested. But flathead fishing is totally different ballpark. Yeah, it, I, it'd be more like musky fishing. Okay. Yeah, that would be the best comparison of, of any northern fisheries I can think of. Is be so they say ten thousand casts, ten thousand hours. Yeah, actually about well, because seven. of the geography, seven. <laughs> because it, of where we live. No, well, because yes, of the fish. Yes, yeah, both. Like it, it's better in some places, but it's never fast. Like but, e- even the best flyhead fishing, if you have a trip where it's fast, you're gonna have ten where it's slow. And I don't care who you are. Like but if you're going to take one bullheads, bull I'll drink to that. Okay. But if you had a dream flathead trip, where would you go? I don't even know if I want to advertise it. I don't know. It's not a secret. I'm going to Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, that's but, a wet dream. But that's, <laughs> well, I'm going to be on that waterway in about a week. No, week and a half. Yeah. Yeah. A little less than a week and a half. Yeah. I won't be flat fishing because of the weather and time of year, but if that's I, where you got your best chance at a hundred pound flathead. Truthfully, mm, I think if you understood the big waters, like the and I'll say bodies of water because we're talking about but them. reservoirs. No, I'm I'm thinking. Well, I mean, realistically, there's big flatheads. There's probably hundred more hundred pounders in reservoirs than there are rivers, but yeah. Um, the big rivers like Mississippi, Missouri, I think 
there's definitely hundred pounders in those. So do you think like when I lived in Southern Missouri and I fished down there, the guys would tell me stories. The about catfish it. blow the damn my brother's son-in-law's roommate <laughs> saw one that was bigger than a Volkswagen and couldn't even look it in the eye. Yeah. Do, do you think they're there? Yeah. Some places I think yeah. there's catfish over hundred pounds, but not the size of Volkswagens. Or large enough to swallow man. Just because you haven't caught one? Somebody would have caught one by now. Maybe they have. Maybe they have. You're, no. Cat fishermen are a breed that would I feel that. like <laughs> flyhead fishermen are even more so. Like yeah. I, I'm i kind of a weirdo because I like flatheads, and then I advertise the flathead catching, but there's so many dudes who flyhead fish that hate me because I do that. Yeah. And there's also so many dudes who flathead fish that, um, like, if I caught a record, I wouldn't submit it, and there's a lot of guys like that. Yes, if I caught a state record or world record, I would I just let it go and forget. I would it. have a picture framed on my wall, and that's yep. it. Yep, and that's literally it. And yeah. if I didn't make YouTube videos, nobody would know. Yeah, but I do. So, so a lot of, a lot of keep people watching. Would know. Yeah, <laughs> keep, fingers keep crossed. Watching. I'm trying my damnedest. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a good point. I, I well, one thing I do have with my kids is I think the catch and release too. Like they understand. If they do catch a big one, a picture is might be good enough, you know. Yes. And don't have to mount everything that they get. It's expensive. It is. It is. Well, per it's not inch. just that, but understand. All right, these... take it back to the flathead. There, you reminded me of something. I've mounted one fish. I mounted a twenty-two inch largemouth, which is not even my biggest largemouth. I caught when I was twelve. At the time, I thought it was the biggest fish in the world. Had to be mounted. Got it mounted. And it was 125 bucks. And when you're 12 in, what, 2000, I was like, whoa, that's expensive. I don't want to do that again. So um, I made a deal with myself when I was 12 that I hold true to this very moment. <laughs> Which is pretty impressive. It's the only, literally the only thing I hold or true. Or it means he still has a 12-year-old brain. Either, either one. Yeah. I mean, look at it on different shades. It's all the same. Yeah, it's open <laughs> for discussion. But... Um, I won't mount a fish unless it's a, a state record, at least a state record. I don't think I'd even mount a fish ever. If it's a state record, I'm mounting it. Yeah. Yep. I just I've I've got. If it's a flathead, my, my, I'm doing a shoulder mount like it's a freaking deer. Really coming out of the wall. Yep. I've got a whole game room kind of of, of my tanned hides. Yep. I, I tan. But you do them yourself. Stuff like trap. I don't. I send them off. Oh, I. Yeah. But I, it's still reasonable compared to mounting a fish. Twenty bucks. To do a coon, yeah. a coyote, yeah. uh, it's twenty bucks. Fish are like fifteen bucks an inch. Yes, yeah. Per I guess inch. it doesn't. If even, you get a good deal, yes, it doesn't even come down to the cost. It's what's what's right. Well, you I'm know? poor, so I mean, well, <laughs> even if you had all the money in the world, a poor I, friend. I, <laughs> I think the matter of letting it go, taking a picture, and if someone doesn't believe it, f them. You know, yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Because that's what I did. Like I said in Mexico, I took a picture of that you know sailfish and i that's that's enough for yeah. me that was enough yes. and to know those big fish you know Exist. they spawn the small fish and that moves on in my life right now i i let go a lot of fish and know what to eat yeah and that photo brings back all those memories just as much as seeing a fish on the wall agreed Agreed. And you don't have to dust it. I wish I would have had a shirt on, though, because I've got a big areolus. 
<laughs> and I was red. Like, I don't tan, right? I'm like red streaked here, mm-hmm. streaked here, streaked there. It was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's that pepperoni that's pizza? Just a, yes. Like, Sailfish. Can that's we, just another memory is what that is. Can we mock a shirt on that guy? <laughs> <laughs> is that hair coming out of that one? <laughs> we can't even use that for our guide service. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that looks fake. I'm not talking about the fish. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on. <laughs> Back to the ice fishing, because ice fishing is the most technologically-centric style of fishing there is. Oh, by far. I mean, every style of fishing involves electronics, but ice fishing is, like, another realm up. And I'm thinking of, like, live scope. What's the other one? Mega imaging. What's the... I haven't dove into that a whole lot. So they all, like all major manufacturers of technology have fishing I, technology now. You have Garmin with LiveScope. Then you have Hummingbird and Lorance have their own options. I don't know them because... It's like a LiveScope option. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. they're essentially trying to catch up at this yes, point in time. But they're a couple generations behind. Right, right. right. Yeah. But when does the technology become cheating and not just a tool to help you catch it depends fish. on what you're using it for if you're using it for enjoyment then there is no cheating if you're using that's it for a, a tournament that's a different realm well, what if everybody has the same damn thing then it's not cheating that's that's who gets the same i mean it's who can use their technology to the best of their mm-hmm. abilities but if you're using it for enjoyment there's no cheating it's just if, if I outfish you because I have a live scope and you don't, you're going to go buy one. What if I'm a guy? <laughs> what if I'm a guy that has this technology? No, let's just stop me. there. What if you were a guy? <laughs> <laughs> How would that change your life, Spencer? <laughs> I would leave crying at this point in time. Um, what if I was possibly a male <laughs> and, and I was a person who kept everything they caught? And now I'm catching twice as many fish as I was catching before due to this technology. Do you that do you rely on that to feed you and your family? Does it matter? Yeah. In my mind it does. If if that's your sole food source, I'm not gonna get in your way. If that's getting freezer burnt or thrown in a ditch or thrown in the garbage, then you're a douchebag. Okay. I mean there's So he's a douchebag. <laughs> There's a lot so, of logic to that. Captain Douchebag. <laughs> right. Captain Douchebag. But douche- you know what I mean? That's the way I see it. Right. Does everybody see it that way? No. That's let's, the way I see it. Let's and that's say there's, the way I say it. Let's say there's 10 Captain Douchebags. Imagine that. Uh, I've seen thousands of Captain Douchebags. Right. Let's imagine there's thousands of Captain Douchebags. Using Which there this, are. The same technology. There's in, not going to be any fish left. And catching and killing everything they catch. Yeah. And they're, now their catch rate has doubled. Or tripled yeah, or yes. quadrupled as a result of this. And we're talking about a fish, well, the mo- one that's near and dear to you. Let's talk about flatheads. Yeah. Which live scope is, is in log jams well, could be very beneficial. Maybe, maybe not. But let's just say some form of technology, because that's open for debate. But let's just say there's some form of technology that leads to double a catch higher rate. catch rate. Yeah. And, and a double catch rate at flathead fishing would huge. be amazing. Right. Yes. You're talking hundreds of pounds of fish. So, is that technology cheating? I wouldn't. I don't know. Cheating? Would it be unethical to wipe out a predatory fish like that? 
Probably. Don't. This is your answer now. I am answering it. You're looking at me for confirmation. I'm letting you. I'm leaving you out on the tightrope because you called me a chick. No, they're fishbags. <laughs> we, we've talked about this. Yeah. If, if you if you catch and kill more fish than you and your family are using to eat, yeah, then you're a douchebag. Okay. Black and white for me. I agree. Okay. So you agree? Yeah. You don't have for anything sure. to add to it, or you just I agree. I mean, when you're right, you're right. <laughs> Catch and release. I've said this before, like two hours ago on the the podcast, podcast yeah. thingy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, catch and release is is huge. And um, if if you're not going to um, honor that and be uh, aware of being a sportsman, you know, and honoring the that's what constitutes a sportsman to you. One thing. Okay. But they're sportsmen in life. And if you live to be a sportsman in life, then you won't do shady shit. And we talked about that beginning shady of the shit. podcast, you know, of being humble and being uh, uh, gracious to other people, like yeah. your grandma and stuff. I mean, it's the same thing that goes into fishing. So um, I'd hope that people don't use it for the negative, but it's technology in general. I mean... Yeah. People do that in the real world when it comes to everyday, you know, living. So, um, what are we doing to constitute that as ourselves? It's good point. Tell me how that life scope turns out because I can't afford one. <laughs> but I'm gonna use this piss out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I, stick to my Vexlar 18. I'm, I'm up in the air. <laughs> They're up to 28 18. or 30. Yeah, I've got an 18. Yeah. All right, that's so. the first one with you can zoom the bottom. Oh, love it! Yeah. It makes a big difference. The well, bottom it zoom, does. the bottom zoom makes is a huge. big difference. And that's why I bought the flasher. I bought is it had to have bottom zoom. Yep. Two things. One is that's added to to kids fishing. It's like a video game. Yes. Yes. You know? And I have an eight and an eighteen. And every time I take my eight, it's for my girlfriend and my kids. Yeah. And they. That's what they do, yep. and they leave me my eighteen. Shit, I, I had to buy. Yeah. I've had to buy three because I bought one for myself. Kids start using it, then the other yeah. kid I bought one. And he's taking it, and then I get one for me. But yeah. the other thing was when my dad took me fishing. The cutting edge technology back then was a ice fishing pole that was had the circular. First of all, we did hand to hand. It had two nails, that, the, two nails that came out and you yeah. wrapped it up. The other one was a round circle thing that you turned, yep. and you could put the peg in. Where it I was. wish you could see his hand moving. Yeah, <laughs> the peg in the hole, <laughs> and you used the weight to take it down to find the bottom. Yep. And the best thing we had back then was a thing you put is either D or C batteries in, and it was a tip. It was a tip. They didn't call it a tip-up, but it went up it and down. It wiggled your worm for yep. you. It yeah. went up and down. Ten to one. They guaranteed ten to one that it would catch fish. There is a lot of people in this world and that put C&D batteries into a wiggling worm, and they love it. Yeah. Ten to one. Ten to one. Some of them. Ten to one marriages are lasting because of that. <laughs> Some people even chip their tooth on them. <laughs> We won't get in that, but that was, that was the cutting edge technology back then. Was putting batteries in a pole that would yeah. tip up and down and go beep 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 like that, yeah. and it would uh, 
So anyway, the less of the old dude back in my day stuff. I think a lot of it boils down to just consideration of other. Oh, anglers. you think nobody at my age listens to this podcast that will relate to? God, finally somebody talked about back in the day. They probably will, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> and we just lost inconsiderate son of a bitch. <laughs> if that's the deal breaker, then that generation is more sensitive than that like generation. To say. Two out of three of us are a year apart. You they guys sound pretty. pretty you're like all these new generation kids are so yeah, sad. punks. You guys sound very sensitive. <laughs> so that being said, how many new generation people are ice fishing? Uh, that's topic. Um, anyway, because it's technology based, they well, can't do shit by themselves. So I, <laughs> the thing with technology <laughs> is, or if you want to talk about if there was a, a, a mechanism of doubling your catch rate. And as far as keeping versus killing everything, I think that boils down to consideration of your fellow anglers. I and the species itself. It's not even yeah. it's not even a person to person thing. It's a I loved catching you. I want to catch you again. But what about the reason behind catching you? Like walleye fishing is a great example because they are food fish. Nobody fishes for walleyes because they're like, Wow, they fight really good, you know? Yeah. Like you uh, yep. you fish for walleyes because you enjoy the challenge, you enjoy the camaraderie, you enjoy the situations that walleye fishing brings about because it created memories that you like look back on with enjoyment or you enjoy how they taste. I don't agree. Their, their well, taste then, is tell a me where I'm there's more than that. I mean, it's like why does a guy only date certain people? You know, they they go for that type of of people when you know I, I don't mean to make it weird like that but there's something about a certain type of fish that attracts you to it yeah and, and i just listed four reasons do you have any more yeah it's it's deeper than that like what it's something that sometimes you can't explain it like well, it, i wish you would <laughs> <laughs> putting my erection in your face is gonna be enough <laughs> no like, no well that that's the point is man it's just something inside that drives you like to fish crappie that's but all i want nothing fish crappie no reason amounts to anything without just seeing that fish come up into a net and seeing but that every fish, fish that you catch comes into a net yep yeah, what's the difference between a walleye and anything Sometimes else? it's indescribable. Well, I wish you would describe it. Well, I wish you were sounds a lot like of different you things, too. Sounds but. like you don't have a real reason beyond what I just stated. That I can describe. But there is no more description. Like, there's no more it's reason. It's a feeling, Spencer. It's a feeling. Put on a feeling. <laughs> It's a feeling, but us, there's not a feeling no, that that fish it might be deeper about. than what you can explain. It might be one of the first fish you caught. It might be a bonding experience that you had, or with it might somebody be a bunch else. of bullshit because you can't put it into words. <laughs> <laughs> for, you, for you, maybe because you're scientific data getting, you know. Now you're making assumptions person. like you know me. Well, like you're, assu <laughs> you're assuming you know what I like for when it comes I'm, to. I'm why. not. I'm asking you. You, you named four things. Four things that was no, data points. I named four things that are data points for me, and yep. I'm asking you to explain the way you feel. And the fact that you're unable to articulate that makes me question, like, the validity of what and you're, you're saying. You're married, and you're. Ex you're saying that you have to explain every emotion 
and yeah. you're married. Yes. In science, sometimes <laughs> there's no explanation. Fuck, dude. How it's, are you not divorced? It is what it is. <laughs> you and a million other people. What Ella, you are an amazing woman. She is that. <laughs> Maybe just that I'm so dumb that just that feeling of no fight and bringing it in is enough for me and seeing that fish and the color that it is and the size that it is and that that is something that I All right, I so desire. you added pretty. Like, you added pretty to the list. They are pretty. But there's a lot of other pretty fish. In your sense. That's his winner. That's his that's his prom queen. So you don't think there's any other pretty fish other than walleyes? I didn't say that. That's going to be the... Yeah, you did. <laughs> no, I didn't. You implied that. walleye is pretty. And you're like, oh, well, you're the only one who thinks they're pretty. Or no, you didn't say that. No. You, now you, you're putting words in it. I mean. am. I retracted that. <laughs> I retracted that. I said there's other fish that are pretty. And then you said, you think that. Yeah. Implying that you think there are no other I fish think that are pretty. Bullheads are I didn't delicious say that. and beautiful. <laughs> Cheers. Bullheads. <laughs> Thank God there's more than one type of fish. I just want to understand. That's literally it. Now you're getting defensive. You don't want to understand. You I want did to push watch because you understand. You love walleye too. I did. But why? <laughs> I want to know the why. I don't love walleye. I love going to Lake Erie and I sharing love the time. With my with my peers, but I don't love fishing for walleye. It's not my cup of tea. So See, here's the thing: I love walleye, and I want to know if, if where I wanna, you're coming from. If I want to fish like I would fish for walleye, I'd rather fish for wipers. Oh, agreed, agreed. Yeah. So they I don't want because they fight better. Yes, yeah, I got know, an answer for that's you. That's one of the one yeah. things I got I an answer listed. for you. Okay, just shut up for a second. I'm quiet. Ish. Shut up. Ish. Don't say nothing. Ish. Pam. Pan. Pan. Is that right? <laughs> Maybe it's because I haven't caught a flathead. Maybe it's because I haven't caught enough catfish. Maybe it's because I haven't caught enough grouper or shark. Maybe it's because I haven't had the experiences you've had in fishing that I don't know any different. But what walleye does for me works for me right now. And maybe if I fish more fish, like you said, what's another type of fish you want to fish for? You know, What you don't know is what you don't know. And if you don't have that experience, you don't know what to draw off of. So right now, it's walleye. And for me, maybe if I end up catching some type of different fish, that will thrive me as well. But for, I mean, I haven't had the experiences you probably had when it comes to fishing. So I can't draw off those different types of experiences. And if you were to go out and find new fishing experiences that might open your eyes to the idea that there are other things out there beyond yep. just a walleye. Yep. Maybe. And maybe not. And you're com- you're right. Maybe, maybe not. And but at this moment you're comfortable with the things you enjoy, the type of fishing you enjoy and the things you want to do. And maybe it deals with the the fun experiences I've had and the excitement I've had with my dad and my kids have been around walleye fishing. You know. Sure, that takes you back to the memories that I was talking about earlier. Right. Yeah. So maybe that has something to do with it as well. I, I, I'm not detracting from those things. Yeah. I'm not saying those things are bad. I'm but just those saying, are reasons. But they are great reasons. So you're wanting reasons. I'm not. It's not a win or lose thing. It's just no. Right. But you're wanting reasons. Like they're pretty. They're this and that. Those are some reasons as well. Yeah. And I, I just seek out to try and figure out the whys. Yeah. And, and 
if somebody has some other reason I haven't considered, I'm very open and welcoming to those because I want to learn, you know, like I want to find out new things. And if, if that's how you feel about something based on those reasons, great. But if it isn't, I want to know the why. Well, it might not light your fire, but it might. But it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it I, does. No, it really doesn't. Because like, my opinion means little to nothing in the grand scheme I'll of things. I'll grant you that. Yeah. But you're, you keep asking <laughs> this and this and this because it's it hasn't lit your fire. It's just because I want to know. Right. You know, the more you know, the more educated decisions you can make. So you're not ignorant. I want to be less ignorant. Ish. I feel very ignorant, and I want to be less ignorant as, as every chance I can. Now, I haven't what? fished them enough to know. I'm not a professional fisherman by any means. You know, I'm when not it comes, either. Well, more than I am for when it comes to catfishing and stuff. So I'm just that's a more what, well when my versed. son leaves tried after more his senior year, I plan on becoming a professional fisherman <laughs> because I won't be chasing my wife around the house and we'll have why would that change well <laughs> our house is an open area where i can chase her around and around you're a track yeah. star is yeah, <laughs> but, uh, she, she, her, her back she, she, oh okay she's a wrestler okay i mean i first thought she was yeah. a great wrestler but it's, then it's I like saw, a dog chasing a car once you catch it what are you gonna do yeah, that's true <laughs> Like my dad said about my mom, I thought she was a great wrestler, but then I saw her box, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But but fishing preference is like any other preference in your life. It leads to from an experience and prior knowledge. Agreed. It's like a food that's your favorite. It's like a you know because there's a food in this world that you've never had that you would find absolutely delicious, but you've never had it, so you don't know. True. So it leads back to prior knowledge, personal experience, and emotions that are tied within that object, no matter what that object is. That's like the smartest thing you've ever said. That's still a pretty low bar. (laughs) (laughs) So it's above, I like Cheetos. (laughs) Which I don't. Cheetos are disgusting. I like Cheetos. I like Cheetos. I don't. All right. They leave orange stains on my wee-wee. This. (laughs) Spencer's lips. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> this is a great time for the last cast <laughs> chad you don't know what the last cast is this is a time for you to talk about whatever the hell you want or revisit anything you've already discussed whether it is um like first Cheeto of all, stains on my lips or no. whatever <laughs> let's dive into that <laughs> uh, personally not. personally I want to thank you for being part of our school district for the little part that you were. That's very deep. Both of my sons had Spencer as a science teacher, and um, my youngest son is a senior this year. And I still I still hear kids talk about you know Mr. Bauer and being a teacher and taking him. You know he took his class fishing, and I still hear kids talk about that and and about him, and they follow him. That senior class this year um, with my son, uh, they follow you. They, you know, you have made a huge impact in their life, whether it be, you know, um, in the science room or as a fisherman or whatnot. You know, even in the weight room, you showed up in the weight room when they're lifting uh, during football or the other sports. You've been a great impact with kids and, um, I'm glad you're doing what you love when it comes to fishing, but um, I'm selfishly very happy and very um, excited that 
my kids had you as a teacher and they had they were able to meet you and know you in real life and um that's truly a blessing um that you had on any kid that had you in the classroom or you know will be able to meet you in the future so thank you for you, you you just took the job i understand that you know you had a job you took it here at green county and um selfishly again i'm i'm just so excited and so happy that my kids had you and and you made a huge impact in the kids that you did touch and you did touch kids <laughs> just so and that's why that's why he was forced to leave in high school yeah <laughs> I was going to say something like, I don't even know what to say to all that. And I'm like blushing and shit. And then, and then you ended it with that. And Back to Spencer's world. Yeah. Uh, back to the immature world that I normally function in. My son found out that, you know, really, they have a lot to be proud of when they look at them each other in the shower sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> No science experiments. No other science class had a group shower. (laughs) 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 Well, safety's first. When you mess with chemicals, you got to make sure you're nice and clean. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, I I do hear a lot of those kids talk about that, and a lot of kids that do follow you and the the, um, impact you had on kids when you were teaching and stuff. So hopefully you don't lose that you know, uh, teaching part of who you are and what you do. And, uh, um, you know, between us and the other schools that you've been with, uh, very lucky to have had you and um, be a part of our kids' lives. See, it's funny because I'd never even thought of that. And I'd never, I just assume kids forget who you are. And that's pretty cool to hear you say that, you know, like, Thing, yeah, I saw a kid I did. in the hallway today with a River certified sweatshirt, and Shut I'm like, up. "Well, he's very poor; he can't afford it." I'm like, are you, <laughs> "Are you okay? You need to go talk to a counselor." It's okay; we've all been there, you know. You need to fish some water, you know. But the River certified sweatshirts shirts walking around the hallway, and they're not seniors; they're underclassmen. So. That's super um, badass. That yeah, makes that's my awesome. day. It really does. The that effect makes my you day. have on kids, and I know maybe kids aren't listening to this podcast, but... God, I hope not to this one. <laughs> <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> but the, um, the relationship you have with kids and the, the, the scaffolding that you're at right now that you can make an effect on kids, you know, and what you've done in the past has been awesome, so... Thanks for what you've done and what you're doing for our youth um, in the United States and in, in all over the world. Um, to be able to have you as uh, what you do and with the freaking world on how screwed up it is, you know, for kids to understand nature and to understand, you know, the fishing and to get out and to maybe encourage parents or someone um that's older to take a younger kid out and to experience um what they're able to become a lifelong um passion is is more powerful than anything that's done in the classroom yeah i mean passion drives everything passion drives everything so if you can find something you're passionate about and can take that throughout the rest of your life that's a great thing Right. And what you're doing is not selfish. It's unselfish. You're doing a podcast. You're doing a YouTube. Dude, everything I do is selfish. And I'm not going to kid anybody. Like, so I appreciate all the kind You're comments. doing it selfish because you love it. 
But that's not selfish. But it is because I love it. It's so, not. No. And, and, what if I love teaching? I hope you do. Well, I mean, is and that selfish? You're going to be a horrible teacher. Should I not? <laughs> there's, there's truth to that. Yes. There's or, truth yes. to that. Or coaching, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I, and that's... Even that. though the judge said not to be around young children, I still... <laughs> I still find a way to get around them, you know? So, well, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, man. It's like the end result is positive. So does the motivation even really matter? You know, like I, I enjoyed teaching. I really do. And if all of this falls to pieces and I go back to becoming a teacher, I'll do it with a smile on my face because I enjoyed teaching. It's a hell of a backup plan. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, and the difference is I, in, I like teaching a lot, but I love fishing. So to be able to fish for a living, yes, I'm going to take the fishing over the teaching. But it doesn't take away from the fact that I really like teaching. And if I go back, I'm going to continue to really like teaching. I'm going to do it because I – and I'm going to do the damnedest I can, do the absolute best I can because I really enjoy it. The fact that there's kids walking around who are underclassmen who have never had me as a teacher wearing river certified stuff freaking blows my mind, you know, like that's super cool. And I'm glad you, you shared that. Um, but even that, I mean, what a message you're sending kids do what you love, you know, I think there's value to that. Yes, exactly. And they know that. I mean, they, they, they ravage that passion and they're, even more excited because they know you, you know, yes, they had you yes. and stuff. But that spreads through even more than just those kids. It spreads through all the other kids because by word is the best thing, even in advertisement. And you know, and we're in a we're in a society that settles, and you won't get from where Spencer started to where Spencer is by settling, or anyone else that's successful in any field. See, you put more thought into it than than I ever did. I just do the things. I've I got like. a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I spent okay, a lot of time one, in the corner of an ice cabin. That's one. That's one thing I don't have that I wish I had more of was time. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, we are in a society of settling and not striving, and that's one thing that's going to make someone excel at whatever they do is. You do not settle. If that's not exactly what you want, push on. That and also not get immediate satisfaction when it comes to fishing. You know what I mean? Like have patience, find other ways to But it all boils down to me just enjoy being out there and perspective on things. Like you say we have a society that doesn't settle on things, but like what one person would feel is settling, a different person doesn't, you know? And But it doesn't matter. What about if all the kids you taught, one kid out of all the kids you taught, one kid picked up what you're doing and has a family and takes his kid fishing and becomes bonding with it. Is it worth it? I hope so. There you yeah. go. And I know well, that's I, happening. Well, but then I hope it's way more than exactly. that. Exactly. But I'm you saying know. the least amount. I mean, you know, nobody's going to do it because kids but, are talking about but it. But then we go back to the why do I do it? Like, I don't do, I didn't do those things. And, and this was my last cast, and I'll go into it. I didn't take kids fishing because I was hoping to have some impact on their life. I took kids fishing because I enjoy taking kids fishing. And the fact that it might have a positive impact on their life is just a nice benefit of me doing the something that I want to do. But you knew it would. 
You but, knew it would impact their life because know. someone took you fishing and you knew how that impacted you. There's never been a kid that went fishing with someone who cared enough to teach them and show them that had a horrible outlook. And how many but that wasn't in, why I took them. And how many kids in school get the opportunity to even go fishing with a teacher? Yeah. Not damn many yeah. at no, all. No, probably not. You know? Yeah. So, again... It, to have just given the experience i mean that's why we want kids to do you know woods we want them to do foods we want them to do electives you know we want them to experience a lot of different things yeah and that's one thing you gave them outside the classroom you yeah. know that they got the experience of not too many damn kids get that experience yeah. and you took the time even though you i understand you didn't mean to do it you just thought it was the right thing to do and you you enjoyed doing it it was the right thing to do, and a lot of kids got the experience to do that, which might have been the last time they've been fishing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I bet. I bet there's multiple kids who haven't went fishing since the last time I catch them. Exactly. Took them but fishing. They could be 25, 26, pick up that fishing pole, and they go fishing again. Exactly. And, and you know, and it might enhance their life. I just want to state that. That wasn't the reason I took them. Oh, fishing. absolutely not, yeah. and and that's not the reason we teach. That's it's, it's that, to that's, get the. That's why you know, I don't make a big deal out of it. Like right. I have these social media channels and large audiences where I can advertise these things, and I never do. But I had because it's kids. not a big ass deal, and it's not. I need a pat on the freaking back. I'm not I, asking not for that, that because yeah. I had, some people yeah. it is. But I had yeah. two kids go through it, Spencer. I had my oldest son and my youngest son yeah. both have yeah. gone through it and i know they both talked about it and they yeah. both think it's awesome what you're doing and the passion that you have for that and they admire that and then also them talking and not just them but their friends talking about the time that you took them fishing and yeah. and you being a science teacher you know and you having that connection with them that's the only reason i bought up is not because i didn't have any uh you know anything in the game i got something in the game i got two kids right. that are a part of that and that's right. the reason yeah. i bring it up sure no that that makes sense yeah. to me and i i just i can't take credit where credit's not due like if you patted me on the back and were like man you caught that big flathead and you earned it i'd be like yeah you're probably right like, i spent a lot of time out there but if you pat me on the back and say you made a difference in this kid's life and you really thought about and devoted yourself to making a difference in this kid's life, I'd be like, yeah, that's probably some bullshit because I just took him fishing because I enjoy fishing yeah. and I enjoy taking kids fishing. It's but called there's, selflessness. There's, but there's not it's a, not though because it's all teacher, selfishly motivated. But there's not a teacher in the game for the right reasons. I won't. I'll add that that you don't understand. That's not a byproduct of what you do every day. Is hopefully get that child to not not you're not steering that child away from what they were passionate about no, I, I but want, you're influencing every single day in you're your, opening in options. your actions you're giving yes. them options of what to do and i'd appreciate if we put your clothes back on because i don't know <laughs> why all of a sudden i look over it it's you my house no clothes. clothing is always an option yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're just comfortable here. It, it's a Tuesday. All of a sudden, That's we talk about we children, and yeah. he's got to I don't know. I didn't even know it was yeah. Tuesday. <laughs> it's actually Wednesday, but it's yeah, been a long good week. Good enough for me. It's been a long week. All right. But thank you, by the way, for pers um, selfishly on my part, 
for Good. having that impact on kids and what you've done I has been great too. <laughs> That's <laughs> to why my we're friends. friends and their kids. I, I just like to teeter totter. You know what I mean? I want, you're up here. I just want to shoot you down. Bring him back down. <laughs> Well, that's pretty high right there. <laughs> yeah, Look like it. Well deserved. My well view. Deserved. Now, the next thing I need to do is put together a kid's event. I don't know how I'm going to put it together this year with all the time that I have devoted to a bajillion other things. Yeah. But I need to just quit making excuses and do it. Or you can do an alumni event. All the kids that you've taught before to me. Well, you know. it, would, it would be... They'd be welcome, but the, the the focus would be on getting kids out and then welcome. Actually, that would yeah. be sweet. You could welcome in these bring other a friend, kids, right? Yeah. yeah, welcome in kids who I've taken fishing, and then also bring in new kids who I haven't. Yeah, I think that would be cool. A lot of potential there, and you know, in, in our community, the positive uh, influence that you can give to kids, you know, like when it comes to catch and release or just, um, you can set a good example. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, you got anything more for your last cast? I just want to thank Chad. You know, we haven't got together for quite a while, so I'm going to half heartedly. Yeah. You know, I always, I always have fun. I asked Ryan, like, you know, I gave up the porn career a long time ago. (laughs) I don't know why you guys have me on the podcast. So, we're uh, always looking for entertainment. We we need perspectives <laughs> from many different areas. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes. If you have the same type of guest every time, it's going to get stagnant. And I knew that you know you have a sense of humor very similar to mine, so I knew <laughs> everything was good. You know, we're all twelve year olds at heart, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and you enjoy the outdoors. You enjoy fishing. You yeah. know, so I'm thank you very much. You know. It, and you also, you know, are a coach and a teacher. And, you know, my son hated track, but he he loved having you yeah. as as his track coach. So, And he only went out to track because I made him. <laughs> Precious bonding moment. But, but you at least made it tolerable for right. him. So, All right. I'm going I'm to move on. Moral of the story, take a kid fishing, whether yes. you want to or not. If you enjoy yeah. it, good. If you don't enjoy it, good. Yeah. Because And if you ruin their time, I will hunt you down and <laughs> beat the living shit out of you. Yeah, make it make it good for the kid. Forget yourself for a minute, yes. you know, and, and, and do that. If you want to support... And I mean, let them drink the last beer. You <laughs> selfish <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> um, and I'm if gonna... it even is, cutching bullheads. Bullheads. <laughs> Quietly, you're in the theater. That's okay. <laughs> and you know what? It sometimes it is hard for parents to be selflessness when it comes it to is. fishing. Like, well, I you're involved kids, in all kinds of minutes I'm of like, their entire I life. I'm like, I'm freaking fish here, and I got kids catching yeah. fish, and I'm all I'm doing is baiting, you yeah. know? And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good Absolutely. story, Chad. No, <laughs> every parent's been there. It's it's a, it's. When you love fishing as much as we love fishing, sometimes you just want to fish. Yeah. But you got to step back and remember, Patience. I want them as a fishing partner their whole life, not just today. One last thing yeah. is sometimes when I'm fishing with my kids, I feel pressure. Like I've, I've got to catch fish. Got to put them on them. Do yes. you really? Yeah. yeah. Got to put them on like even to Even this summer when we went fishing, uh, I, I, when it I must went, be hard when you suck at fishing. When I went fishing well, I by myself, too, because when I take my daughter, my bait tank's empty, so there's pressure. Oh okay. God, get... <laughs> I'm kidding. Sorry, God. I can see that. Yeah. When I went fishing, uh, I went up to South Dakota fishing, and some of my friends went duck hunting, and 
I was fishing by myself. I had a great time. Like, yeah. I never been fishing by myself for a long time, and I was like, "Why am I having so a good relaxing. time?" And I'm like, yeah. "You do there's what no you pressure. want when you want. Yeah. There's, there's no, no pressure, pressure of having to catch fish, like yes. for my kids to make them entertain. And you can or, try you know. things. You're like, yes. I can do whatever the want.' Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's, it's it is definitely different when you're fishing with kids. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna wrap this up. If you want to support this podcast. Get you some sunglasses, Waterland sunglasses, promo code RC15, not you 10. You start a Venmo. I, I have a Venmo, but I'm not going to advertise it here. Uh, Just pro- send me random cash every hour on Promo the code RC15, and then... Uh, you get. I don't want charity though. I just like get some sunglasses. Yeah, you're gonna send it back. No, I don't want it. <laughs> and you'll laugh. I'll tell you a story later because I sent charity back. Um, but sunglasses. what's her name? Charity. <laughs> charity. Yeah. All three fifty of her. <laughs> Set her back. I don't understand. <laughs> she had a great attitude though. I mean, she was more than willing. You save fifteen percent. <laughs> And I get a commission, so I appreciate that. What's fifteen percent of three bitty? <laughs> Not great. Say, a I'm cheerleader. That's what that is. <laughs> There's a new one, Ryan. There's a new sponsorship. You ready really? for this? Yeah. Shut shut your mouth. That's hard to do. I almost dropped an F bomb there. <laughs> I've dropped enough for us. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bigfoot bushcraft. Come again? Bigfoot bushcraft. Fire starters, They're really pretty badass. I love fire starters. Okay, so I'm all in. I experimented. Yeah. You had me at bush. <laughs> <laughs> I took the fire starter and rubbed it around in the snow and got it all wet and slushy. Yeah. Then broke it open, started a fire with the fire starter. Put like three not tiny logs on top of it, and it started. Bigfoot brush starter. Brush craft brush craft yes so there'll be a link to that in the description it is badass i'm ordering and i'm going to be using a bunch of them in the videos so you'll see them so that one now i i have used a more more commercial fire starter but i've never even heard of this yeah they're newer they're based out in colorado so awesome they're they're in the bush they are the bushes of colorado (laughs) don't (laughs) smell the smoke (laughs) (laughs) comes up by the way yeah or do you know whatever (laughs) it is yeah Yeah. We leave our fireplace open these days <laughs> and shut the vent. Well, when when I reached out to the guy, and I don't reach out to very many companies, but theirs was so sweet that I had to reach out to them. And he said, wow, it's really cool what you do with your channel. We were out backpacking through the mountains this weekend. It's sweet that you do things similar just in a different location. So that's awesome yeah they're they're a cool company uh there'll be links in the description so i'm gonna look them up tonight that's cool yep and if you were to order them through the link i give you with the promo code i give you that supports podcast and you get fire starters which are awesome and then the last one and very essential at times not just for fire we got fireplace i use fire starters all the time yeah there you go yeah bigfoot bushcraft fire starters you had matt bush I know, I know. You've said it twice, so it really means it. Well, it's data for you, because I know you like data. <laughs> I do, I do. Well, I mentioned it was twice. So. Exactly. All right, the other thing you can do is get you some River Certified merch. you got sweatshirts, tank tops. Uh, 
Chad won't be wearing them because he gets red and blotchy. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> my areolas shine yeah. through. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, got t-shirts. New areola patches. Yeah, you can cover your areola patches with a long sleeve. You know that's an option. Shave for your pleasure. Yeah. Then uh, do you have the thin long sleeve with a hoodie? No, I do. Yes, you can get you a sun sun shirt with a hood. With a hood, so they're pretty badass. If you're a sensitive ginger like myself, or just out for six hours and don't want to be fried the next day right yeah. they're they're yeah. a great option and they work good so all those things uh, throw on a buff you could be a ninja you could be <laughs> <laughs> all those things support the podcast and i appreciate you taking time to listen to this shit show <laughs> so that kind of explains my life <laughs> all right anything else guys thanks guys i appreciate it uh, we had fun as normal you know I, it's don't make a dollar doing this, but we sure have a lot of fun and a few bush yes. lights. Yes. Yep. Thanks for doing what you do, Spencer. Thanks for inviting me, Ryan, for talking today. And uh, make sure anybody that's listening, tell the judge that uh, I behaved. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Hope everybody catches a giant. See ya. Vote now in Waypoint TV's 2023 Series Showdown. Your favorite hunting and fishing shows are going head-to-head. Visit waypointtv.com to vote and be entered to win a giveaway from Element Outdoors. Cast your votes during each round until the champions are crowned. Get in the game and vote in the Series Showdown. Presented by Expedition Enterprises and Vote Trader. Only at waypointtv.com. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.